Unearthed Memphis, your Memphis history podcast with hosts Alan Compton and Tara Ingram. Hey everybody and welcome back to Unearthed Memphis. I'm Alan. And I'm Tara. Happy Halloween! Woo! It's spooky season and my most favorite time of the year. Yeah. It's time for cooler weather. Dressing up in fancy dress, mm-hmm. spooky movies in the cemetery, yeah. and scary ghost telling stories with, with a, a flashlight. <laughs> and it's also probably the only time of year I won't get strange looks for wearing a bat dawn capelet. I just love this time of year. No strange looks for that, at least. <laughs> I love this time of year, too, and we would be incredibly sad if we didn't put out a Halloween episode before the start of our long-anticipated third season, so we're going to throw out a mini-episode for everybody. Yes, it would be very sad. Very Quite sad. possibly the most sad that we could ever be. Uh, overstay it a little bit. <laughs> um, but before we get to the story, we thought we'd tell you a little bit about the spooky adventure we went on recently. Uh, part of it was spooky. Yeah, only part of it. Um, We finally got to take a trip to the Northeast to visit Alan's cousins, Terry and Michelle, in Boston. And then we went to see Kevin and Allie. And that's my brother and sister-in-law. In in Philly. Yeah. Uh, side note, Kevin is the uh, the intro and outro voice for this podcast. Yeah, and he does a great job. He does. Uh, we've been meaning to do this trip for a while now, and we're glad that we got to do it during this chilly time of year. The yes. leaves are starting to turn, and it looked like what you think the Northeast should look like. Very picturesque. Yeah. It was also great to see our family in their own environments and let them show us around. Yeah. Boston was fun. They had great shopping, great food. Uh, shout out to Bourbon and Buttermilk, which was amazing. Our new favorite yeah. Boston eatery Yes. and drinkery. Yep, drinkery. That's a word now. <laughs> yep. Uh, and there was a nice art museum, too. Yeah. And while we were there, we were able, we were able to see the uh, Obama portraits. They were on tour, and they were fantastic. Yes, quite beautiful. We were able to swing through Harvard's campus before meeting Terry and Michelle for dinner and a show at an Irish bar. Yeah, and uh, Terry now works at Harvard. Harvard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it turns out their new friend that we were going to see play, Elena Katz Katz, that's her name. She yep. was a cat's and married to cats. So now she's a cat's cats. Cats cats. Uh, it's fun fun to say for yeah. everybody. <laughs> uh, she's a fiddle player, and uh, happens she happens to know my coworker Alice, also a fiddle player. So small world. Yeah, quite small. Um, we always run into people, no matter the city or country, even. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, and then in Philly, Kevin and Allie took us to this magical place called Wawa's. Well, I don't know how magical it was, but we got some convenience store food that didn't taste like it was from a convenience store. Yep, yep. And we saw the Barnes Foundation, which is an art museum, and then we went to a really neat indoor food hall and brewery. Yes, and we enjoyed some really tasty cider there. Very tasty. Actually, everywhere we went had really tasty cider. and The uh, same tasty cider. Yeah, <laughs> they're very big on pumpkin and cider up there. Because I, that must be where the pumpkin and cider comes from. Assuredly, yes. Yes. <laughs> we spent a few days just hanging out with them, and it was great since we don't get to do that very often. 
Uh, we did other things, but I have a feeling Tara wants to talk about the next place we went. <laughs> yes. Uh, we did have a great time seeing family. And like you said, uh, in their own places, which is so much different than them coming to Memphis where we take everybody around. Right. Uh, so during this trip, we took a little train ride from Boston to Salem. Yeah. And Salem in early October is magical. Even more magical. Figuratively and literally. Yes. Even more magical than the Wawa's. <laughs> um, I loved every moment of it. Uh, but late October brings too many crowds and people and people. Lots of people. Lots of people. And I don't think I could deal with that. So I'm glad we went when we did. Yeah, no kidding. We visited the Witch House, the Witch Museum, a Halloween museum, a movie monster museum, and we went on a ghost tour, of course. Yes. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, we saw Nathaniel Hawthorne's house and the House of Seven Gables. Uh, bought a, bought candy at the oldest candy store, Ye Old Pepper Candy Company. <laughs> they had amazing candy. Yeah, they did. And something called a Gibraltar? Gibraltar, yeah. And it was like 200 years old. I still don't know what it yeah. is. <laughs> It was awful looking, <laughs> but the candy was great. Yes. Uh, we saw the friendship ship. Yeah, I think that's... The ship that's called the friendship. Ship, yep. And... Put your friend in it. <laughs> we also got to see a few of the Hocus Pocus movie sites. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from the original Hocus Pocus, since there's two of them now. And the second one was not filmed in Salem, I was told. Studio. Dang it. All right, so we got to see the Robes Mansion, which was Allison's house in the film. Um, they didn't have indoor tours, but you could look around their beautiful grounds. Uh, we saw the town hall where the Halloween party took place. And we also got to see the cemetery, which was fascinating, seeing graves from the 1600s. Yeah. That's crazy. And then Tara bought all of the things. Every, every one of them. Yes. All of the things. There were so many cool stores. I just couldn't help myself. And I could totally live there. And I, I wonder if they have a dermatology clinic nearby. No, we saw one in Boston. Yeah, I guess I could just work there and <sighs> dreams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we finally came home and started doing some spooky Memphis things like our annual tradition of cemetery cinema at Elmwood Cemetery. It's actually more often than annual, but they do spooky movies one time a year. Yeah. yeah. This year they showed the 2022 Soul of the City tour. Focusing on Memphis musicians, and then they showed Hocus Pocus. What do you know? It's like they knew. They knew. <laughs> and then on Saturday, we went to this new shop called Paradox at Pico, and it's at Peabody and Cooper. Yeah. yeah See P what they did there? Yeah. Clever. <laughs> uh, if I were to have a gift shop, it's exactly what I would want my shop to be. And it's like an eclectic mix of a curiosity shop, a jewelry store, a beauty shop, a gift shop, pottery shop. A mystical shop, and it's all set in a 1920s, darkly glamorous parlor-looking yeah, place. It's pretty awesome. It's amazing. The Weinbergs, owners of the the Eclectic Eye, the adjoining store to it, uh, opened Paradox on October 15th. We met the mother-daughter duo, Robbie and Fanny Weinberg, when we went in, and they were both so lovely and hospitable. Robbie and Tara have a mutual friend, as well as similarly fantastic haircuts. Yeah, she was really awesome. And I actually recognized her because uh, my friend Joanne was like, hey, you have the same haircut as my friend Robbie. And I was like, <laughs> hey, look, right. matching hairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're in the neighborhood, or even if you're not, you should go check it out. I see a lot of Christmas presents coming from there this yeah, year. no kidding, no kidding. 
So without further ado, we will jump right into the Halloween story of this year. All right. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story the tale of the Memphis U.S. Marine Hospital. The year was 1798 and President Adams decreed that there needed to be a hospital for the sick, injured, and disabled maritime men. This marine hospital cared for the seamen who worked on the Mississippi River. Unfortunately, the the original plot of land in Napoleon, Arkansas, washed away when the river changed course, and the new hospital was built in Fort Pickering, south of Memphis, in 1884. And a little story, uh, my big daddy grew up in Fort Pickering, and we used to go to their neighborhood reunion every year to celebrate, until unfortunately all the families passed away. But at the time, we had loads of fun. Uh, We ate watermelon, played stickball, we slid down Chief Chiska's Fortress Mound, uh, which was built in the 1500s, because if you weren't aware, Memphis is built on Chickasaw land, and Chief Chiska built two ceremonial mounds there. Well, back to the hospital. Um, it consisted of a stable, two wards, the surgeon's house, nurses' quarters, and an executive building. This hospital was the first federally funded public health facility and the only government hospital in the area at that time. It remained so until after World War One. And not only did the hospital treat those who worked the river, it also served Civil War veterans and yellow fever victims. The hospital played a vital role in trying to find a cure for yellow fever. Be sure to come back for season three, which is all about the yellow fever, and uh, learn why this sickness such, had such an impact on our city and why we wanted to find a cure. Definitely. Yeah. In the 1930s, the Works Progress Administration built a new hospital building on the site, moving the remaining original buildings 300 feet to the west. Over the years, the facility was used by the Coast Guard, active military, public health officials, cadets from state maritime activities, Army Corps of Engineers, and government employees injured in the line of duty. The hospital was closed in 1960, sometime in the 1960s, and part of the grounds were leased to the Ornamental Metal Museum in 1979. As recently as the 1990s, the grounds were used to house Desert Storm soldiers. Sadly, the hospital sat derelict until a developer decided to purchase the building and the land in 2003. It wasn't until almost 20 years later that anything was done with it after that. So what about the spooky parts? Ah, the spooky parts. So a little history as to what happened in the area now known as French Fort. Battles of the Civil War raged along the Mississippi River in the area around where the Marine Hospital was to sit. The Confederate Army set up camp in the area and turned one of the ceremonial mounds into an artillery bunker. The Union Army then quickly overtook the area and turned it into a camp. So, battles mean tragic death, and tragic death generally means restless spirits. And since its inception, over 100,000 soldiers were treated at the hospital and 40,000 died there. There were also over 10,000 deaths from yellow fever. So, it's fair to say from all the death that occurred on the land, as well as in the hospital itself, there is bound to be some paranormal activity. We just watched an episode of Ghost Asylum for research, and it was a little campy. Mm, A little little more than campy. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be nice. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be nice. Uh, They're doing doing spooky work. That's that's right. And all ghost hunting shows are kind of campy. Yeah, they're by by design. Yes. What... (laughs) 
They seemed to get a lot of evidence of spirit activity, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Supposedly, a Civil War soldier by the name of Henry Wood haunts the second floor of the hospital, wandering the hallways. Maybe he was a soldier killed in battle and couldn't find his way home. Or maybe he was a former soldier that was treated at the hospital but succumbed to an illness. And since he was well cared for at the hospital, he just stuck around. That happens sometimes. There was also a presence felt in in the basement. One of the investigators was talking to the spirits and he felt something pass behind him. So the basement housed the morgue, which assuredly is haunted. Or at least I think it would be. Gotta be. (laughs) All of the lives that were lost passed through that room. Um, But there was also something even more strange down there. Cages. Mm. So the cages were apparently used for keeping the yellow fever victims separated. And during this episode, they, you know, recorded noises and all that kind of stuff. And uh, when they went back and cleaned up the recordings from the basement investigation, uh, one of the guys asked, did they keep you in here to die? And they heard a response saying something along the lines of kept us caged, indicating that they did cage them in there to die. Um, So I'm not really sure what they thought a cage would do. Maybe just keep people from not running out and spreading the disease. Because it certainly wasn't going to keep the disease from spreading to other people in the basement. They either said "kept us cage" or "Nicholas Cage." We couldn't really, <laughs> couldn't really decipher it. It could have very well been Nicholas Cage. And during the two nights they spent at the hospital, they were able to catch several shadow figures on camera, and the EVP meters were going crazy as the group talked to the spirits. They set up a laser beam light that, when the beam was broken, it would beep. This laser light was tripped several times while they were grouped together trying to communicate with the spirits. And probably the most entertaining, at one point, they lit a cigarette and watched it burn as if someone was taking a drag off of it. Oh, yes. (laughs) They were all super excited about that, too. (laughs) So, from the looks of what evidence the ghost hunters were able to find, there are still many souls wandering the hospital and not afraid to show themselves to those who are looking for them. Ooh, (laughs) spooky. So, yeah. Yeah. In 2019, almost two decades after the property was sold, the area which contained the main hospital and nurses' quarters were renovated as luxury apartments. The Marine residence, as of today, has a few vacancies for rent. Yeah, and can you imagine living in a renovated hospital, which has been practically proven to be haunted? (laughs) be crazy. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be amazing, but I wonder how regular people feel about it. And I wonder if the Ghost Asylum guys were able to actually trap Henry. You know, from watching the show, it didn't really seem like Henry liked them too much. Uh, It seemed like he was trying to get all his ghosty friends to stay at the hospital with him. (laughs) So uh, I I think he enjoyed being there. And, uh, you know, maybe sometime we should interview some residents and see if any of them have had any nighttime visitors. Yeah, we could. Henry was probably angry he didn't get Zach Beggins. Oh, my gosh. Probably so. He's very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you get a chance, watch the episode of Ghost Asylum. We found it on Amazon for like $3, but be aware, we warned you of the campiness. Yes. We've also posted a YouTube video of someone who's just walking through the hospital before it was renovated. You don't see any spirits, but you get an idea of what it looked like before it was renovated. Yeah. It, um... It looked like it could be the location for the uh, American Horror Story Asylum season. It does, but now it looks like fancy apartments. Yeah. 
Check out the Bougie Marine Residence if you're looking for a new place to live. We would love to know if it's haunted by the spirits of the past. Yes. So on that note, thank you for listening to The Story We Unearthed. And as always, don't forget to listen to our uh, next episode and actually new season on your favorite podcast listening app. And if you get a chance, we would love for you to like and subscribe, leave us a review, share us on social media. Yeah, Check out our website at unearthmemphis.com, Instagram at unearthmemphis.com, Memphis, Facebook at facebook.com slash unearth901, Twitter at unearth901, or drop us an email at unearthmemphis at gmail.com. We would love to hear from everybody. Questions, comments, suggestions, corrections, or just chatter is appreciated and enjoyed. Yes, and as always, our disclaimer, we are not historians. We are simply two people who are interested in Memphis history. We have done research and we're trying to provide accurate history as best we can. There is a possibility that some of these statements are incorrect, but we have tried to verify all info so that we are not putting out any untrue info. To the best of our knowledge, what we are saying is correct, but let us know if you have anything to add or correct. In the show notes, you'll find links to the articles we used and book titles, etc. to gather our information yay Yay. all right thanks guys for listening thanks Bye. bye unearthed memphis is written produced and engineered by alan compton and tara ingram the music was written performed and recorded by donnie wayne smith and alan compton